everybody. Welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. It's been like a month and a half, and I'm aware of that. Uh, I'd like to apologize, but I recently got married and moved into a new apartment, and Matt moved back to Polo. No excuses. No excuses, just <laughs> solutions. But um, we're back. We're recording again. Uh, Matt isn't available tonight, so I have the pleasure of recording this with my good friend Jeremy Jones. Hello. Welcome to the show, dude. Thank you, man. It's a real pleasure. Real pleasure. <laughs> so today we are going to be uh, talking about, well, let's backtrack a tiny bit. When we first started this podcast, I talked to you about some ideas that I had for an episode. Yes. And I pitched one called Bad Movies That We Love. And I called dibs on it. And you called dibs <laughs> on it. It's written down like on a piece of paper somewhere. It's a, it's a Jeremy Jones. I've been waiting for this day. Yes. And so now we're here. And in the meantime, between me telling Jeremy that, him calling Bibbs, and us being here, you have started your own podcast about movies. I sure have. Yeah. yeah. Me and my brother started a podcast. We've always wanted to do something like that. Um, ever since we were, ever since we can remember, we'd spend our Saturdays watching movies, like taking turns. We'd watch like, during the hurricane seasons, we'd probably watch like four a day. <laughs> pretty embarrassing but um we like to consider ourselves amateur children's film critics howdy (laughs) folks welcome back to eggs and bacon your favorite movie podcast never heard of it never heard of it anyways we're going to be talking about bad movies that we love yes which is a concept that i am really in love with um Big question, why do you think people even like bad movies? Because it's, I, I would say people like bad movies because it's something special to them. That it's it's like somewhat, they get some type of ownership of that movie because no one else is going to claim it. You might as well. It's like the ugly duckling. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, yeah. I take a little bit uh, more negative approach to it. I think people are just mean <laughs> And it makes they're too them, harsh. It makes them feel so much smarter if they're like, oh, wow, this movie sucks, and I can make it better doing this, this, and this. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think there's just something great about watching a bad movie. I don't know what it is. Um, Especially when it's with someone else, because then you can bash on it together. Oh, absolutely. It's a great bonding experience. Yeah. Um, so when we say bad movies, uh, that can be taken in a lot of different directions, in a lot of different ways. Um, so like for example... Uh, the week of my wedding, my two brothers and a friend of ours sat down on my couch and we watched Ghost Rider. Oh, no. Dude, it is so <laughs> bad. Oh, boy. Like, there's no way you can make a That's... claim to enjoying that movie. That is, oh, man. Like it's, Nick Cage. It's a bad movie. It's got bad acting. It's got bad writing. That's one of Nick so Cage's much... worst films, and that's saying something. He helped write part of the script. <laughs> That's the honest truth. He helped write oh, man. It's It's terrible. But it's also like enjoyable to watch. But lovable. Yes. Like there's a balance. There can just be bad movies that no one can stand to watch. Like last night we watched The Last Airbender. Oh, no. Sarah got up and started washing dishes. <laughs> she would rather wash <laughs> dishes, dishes than watch like The Last Oh, man. Yeah. I Half hour of that movie. I heard a lot of bad stuff about that movie when it came out, and I hadn't even seen the show. Yeah. And uh, my senior year, I decided I was going to sit down and watch it because it was on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. 
and I binged it within like two or three weeks. And that show pops. Oh, we watched all of it on our honeymoon. <laughs> that's that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so we like fell in love with the show, and like <clears throat> it's very fresh. Was it the first time you saw it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, the that's first great. Time I've ever seen it. Yeah. And uh, but we watched the the remake of it, and it was buns. The worst thing I think about that movie is that M Night. Shyamalan had the audacity to think he was going to get two more movies after he made a $150 million dumpster fire. It boggles me that M. Night Shyamalan, director of Signs, The Village, just all these classic films. Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. That's not even a good movie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And he goes and does a remake for a Nickelodeon TV show? Don't understand it. It should have been made. That's there's no there's no classic twist. And see, here's the thing: is that is the exact opposite of like a bad movie that you can enjoy. No one can enjoy. I'd that. rather watch the Blue Avatars. That <laughs> that got a twenty on Metacritic. What did Avatar? The last like the last Avatar oh, movie. Yeah. It got a twenty. That's, the highest that's like bad. rating I saw was like a sixty three out of a hundred. That's a D. Wow. That's hardly passing. No, that, that's definitely a Rotten Tomato right there. <laughs> that's terrible. Anyways. so like, I just had a great idea. There should be a movie review website that like bases it like, oh, I don't know, like a certain food or something. Like, this is spoiled. This is a spoiled avocado. Uh, oh. And like, if it's a bad movie. And if it's a good movie, it's like, this is a ripe avocado. That's a concept that you should definitely find someone who I think I could make a lot of money. I think that. you could make it work. And then it could be like an audience score and then like a critic score. Because they never oh, agree. That's right. That's a good concept. All right. Uh, listeners, don't uh, steal my idea because I will find you and I won't do anything. But okay. All right. Before we jump into <laughs> some of our examples of bad movies that can actually be enjoyed, this episode has been brought to you by Sparkling Water. Oh, that was so oh, perfectly timed. That could not have fit. That, that was actually just one. Can you hear the peach flavor coming out of the bubbles with such a tint, uh, not a tint, hint, hint, a hint of honey. Hint of honey. (laughs) Daddy needs his juice. (laughs) (laughs) If you know. Delicious. (laughs) Anyways, um, so I. I heard of this movie. It came out, I think, in 2018, 2019. And it is like every boomer's like ideal dream life. It's a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. That is the actual title <laughs> for this movie. What? Yes, it's starring Sam Elliott. And it's about... I've seen this somewhere. Oh, I haven't seen on, the movie. I've seen the poster. On, it was on Hulu at one point. Okay. It's Sam Elliott. And it's about this ex-military special ops guy who killed Hitler. Okay. And then in the future, um, he gets commissioned by the government to kill the Bigfoot because the Bigfoot is spreading disease and he is one of like three people in the world that's immune to it. And now that Hitler's off the list, like he that's has the second kill, most threat. And he has to kill the Bigfoot to save humanity. It is completely wild <laughs> and it is awful. But it's so funny. 
I'm gonna have to give that a shot. Oh, it's so good. Um, another classic is uh, The Room, that Tommy Wiseau yes. movie. I've not seen it. I have not either, but I've been told by many people that it is probably one of the worst films ever made. And James Franco made a movie about making The Room. The Disaster Artist. The Disaster Artist. It's on Netflix right now. I've not seen it. Neither have I. Mazel <laughs> so I can't bring myself to watch the movie that makes fun of that movie without seeing the original movie. And when you have a lot of movies on your plate to watch, like I do, you don't get to all of them at all at the same time. And that is two movies you have to get to. So I just, that's been on my back burner for years. It's a commitment. So we are actually going to get a little more in depth on some bad movies that we actually enjoy. We (laughs) kind of defend them even though they're bad. So Jeremy, would you like to reveal your pick? Or do you want to get into your other tangent that I know you have? Um, now's probably the time for it. Now's probably the time. Now's probably the time. How about you go first? Uh, well, just to introduce my pick for a bad movie that I unapologetically enjoy, um, I'm choosing 2007 Spider-Man 3. What? That's a great movie. I love that movie so much. <laughs> I will watch it at the drop of a hat. I have watched it so many times that Sarah will probably not watch it with me in the next two years. Wow. I love that movie so much, but it is not good. <laughs> it really isn't. It's just, it would be, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll get into that yeah, as well. We, we will definitely For my next point, it would be, except the acting is just trash. Well, hold on, we'll get there. That's, okay. That's, oh, that's we'll get there. Coming later. Oh, we're just revealing our, oh, we're yeah, not we're getting into it. Into okay. All right. Well, then my pick is installment of a series or phenomenon um one of the greatest um franchises to ever grace this planet i would say the silver screen yeah this is yeah or the green screen if you might say so some would say that um it is the wonderful series created by dreamworks shrek that was probably the longest build-up to anything Shrek-related ever. Shrek deserves all the respect in the world. I know that you are probably the biggest Shrek fan ever. <laughs> Don't label me as that. No. You are the Shrek guy, dude. I love Shrek. Shrek is great. Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> okay, so which which Shrek is it? Um. Okay, Uh. so Shrek the Third. Shrek the Shrek the Third, not Shrek Three, or <clears throat> Threk. <laughs> Threk. <laughs> I think I'm picking up a trend that the third, like the third movie in the sequence, the second yes. sequel is absolute hot garbage. Which there is a clear evidence that in those two, what a coincidence that um, my series and your series both had a better sequel than the original. Yes. Shrek 2 is easily better than regular Shrek. You know the... <laughs> and Spider-Man 2 is probably one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Hands down. Hands down. My hand is literally down on the table. Um, but then it kind of fell off the wagon on the third one. <laughs> you could say everything fell off the wagon. The wagon just fell There was no the wagon at the end of this. Yeah. Now, I'm going to... The only difference is... My series got 
a fourth movie and yours didn't. That's true. <laughs> we'll also get into that. Um, I'm going to confess this to you. I have not seen Shrek the Third. I have not seen Shrek 2. I hadn't even seen Shrek until last summer. I know. I know. My mom didn't let us watch them growing up, and I had definitely no interest by the time that I was old enough to have the independence. Bro, what are you doing in my swamp right now? You're in my swamp right now. This is my apartment. That's true. No. I just wanted to say that. So. Okay, well. Hopping into that first question, why do you love Shrek the Third even though it's bad? I don't love Shrek the Third. So you missed the concept. I kind of did. <laughs> um, Because nobody hates Shrek or Shrek 2. People do hate Shrek the Fourth. No, Shrek Forever After is what it's called. There's a fourth one? There's a fourth one. It's called Shrek Forever After. There's no number associated with it. So it's like Alvin and Chipmunks the Squeakle. Or was it Chip, Chip the Chipwrecked. No, there was a, the Squeakle. Squeakle was number two. Okay. We discussed this on our podcast. That's right. Um, Matt, I would say, is a connoisseur of the chipmunks. And bionicles. And bionicles. He's a big bionicle. And Lego Yoda deaths sounds. (laughs) So what would I say? Why do I love the Shrek series so much? Mm -hmm. People don't like the whole Shrek series. I'm just going to go for the whole series. Go ham on it, dude. Um, Okay, so it all started when... (laughs) Um, I would say guy, would you give us a synopsis, but you've got four movies to cover. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just gonna give you a backstory <laughs> on like behind the scenes. <clears throat> it all started when a man named Jeffrey Katzenberg, um, who used to work for Disney and Pixar, and well, he worked for Disney before. Well, did he? I need to fact check myself. I think he worked for Pixar during the whole first like three or four films up to like 99 or 2000 and so he was on uh toy story toy story 2 bucks life um but he was next in line to be like ceo yeah or cfo or some some big shot um and some they gave it to somebody instead of him and then ended up firing him Mm. and he was salty about it so salty to where he and uh, he paired up with two other filmmakers. I don't know the third one, but one of them is Steven Spielberg to create DreamWorks. And the reason... Who's that guy? Steven Spielberg. Did he do anything? What's he been in? Nothing really. Okay. Just a amateur director, indie film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's why... You <laughs> <clears throat> When you see the DreamWorks logo at the beginning of every movie, you see SKG yes. underneath it. Yeah. And that's for Spielberg, Katzenberg, whoever G is. I'll look that up. Trivia. Um, but they created the Shrek series because they were salty at Disney. I think I'd heard that somewhere. Probably from me. <laughs> Probably from you. Yeah. Um, so... Like they made, they were gonna be like, oh, we're gonna make a fairy tale land somewhat similar to Disney, but we're gonna make fun of it for two hours. Yeah, and I mean, and they as do you see, that. they do that. They have Cinderella. They've got yeah, Pinocchio, um, Gingerbread Man. <clears throat> Gingerbread Man's not in Disney, but yeah. he could be. That's a good idea. That's a bad idea. 
when you're playing right, the DreamWorks can't. That's true. But <clears throat> there's also a trend where Katzenberg still had his ideas on <clears throat> he had he had an inside scoop on all the movies that were gonna be made. Yeah. So future projects. Future projects. So like Disney was gonna be doing Emperor's New Groove in two thousand or two thousand one. Yeah. Um so they made a movie similar to it to compete with it, El Dorado. Oh uh, yes, the room. So Dorado. it's very it's very similar to it. Um <clears throat> Atlantis was I got this on IMDb though while you talk about it. What DreamWorks movie came out during Atlantis? Uh, Atlantis The Lost Empire came out in two thousand one. Okay. So Pixar wasn't competing. The tre- Treasure Planet was also Disney, unfortunately. Yes, it was. <clears throat> um, Shrek came out in 2001. Yes. The same year as Atlantis. Huh. But I don't imagine that's oh, wait. Really competing. No, there's... Hmm. I am looking for... DreamWorks movies. Oh, anyways, they had Finding Nemo yeah. in the works, and they knew about that with Pixar. Um, that was a big deal, because that was the first kind of... Well, no, it wasn't the first. It's one of the... That was some groundbreaking animation yeah. because of the, the water. First, yeah, it wasn't the first that they had done. But they were like, we're going to try our best at doing something, and they made a trash fire called Shark Tale. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. A fish that. looks like Will Smith. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. DreamWorks. Wasn't Beyonce in Shark Tale? Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. That's right. That fish does look like Angelina Jolie. It does. It do be like that, though. It do be like that. Jack Black is also in it, and he plays Lenny the, the Vegetarian Shark. shark. Yes, that's right. DreamWorks. I'm not defending Shark Tale. Shark Tale sucks. <laughs> That's a bad movie that we hate. Same garbage fire as The Last Airbender. Yes. Just keeping that one straight for you guys. <laughs> keeping track at home. Why is it so hard to Google something? Um, what are you trying to Google? A list of DreamWorks movies. And I'm okay. about to find it. Oh, yeah! Okay. So you remember the Disney movie called The Wild? It's got it's like a zoo movie with like a koala bear named Nigel. And like Yes. Yes, right? Very brief. Right. Wildly unsuccessful. Came around came up mm. That movie came up around the time Madagascar came out. Yes. What a coincidence. But weirdly Madagascar oh, became way more pop movie. Yeah, way more popular than The Wild. Although Nigel the koala bear was a really funny dude. I will say that. Uh, now I'm very curious how these intertwine up. Yeah, it's like Ants, yes. A Bug Life. Yeah. A Bug's Life. Then they came out with, I'm on the Wikipedia page, they came, then came Prince of Egypt. And Joseph King of Dreams. Oh, that was a Disney movie? Yes. Oh, no, that, that. Joseph, King, uh, jo- Joseph King of Dreams was um, DreamWorks. Okay. Then The Road to El Dorado, Chicken Run, Shrek. Spirit Stallion of the Chicken Run's sort of its own thing. Yeah, it's that's... more of a British company. Yeah. Um. Uh, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Yeah. Shrek Two. Uh, 
the masterpiece known as Shark Tale. Madagascar, Over the Hedge, Flushed Away, Shrek the Third, Ugh. B Movie, the Jerry Seinfeld. You like jazz? You like jazz? Uh, Kung Fu Panda, did that line up with anything? No. No. Kung Fu Panda is an original, so is How to Train Your Dragon. Honestly, though, they I were just, wildly successful at that time. I just remembered <clears throat> that Kung Fu Panda, I saw that in theaters here in Bowling Green. Really? Yeah, when I was a kid. That, that is another <clears throat> series that Matt unapologetically loves. He loves Kung Fu Panda. I think I've only seen the first one. Oh, oh I've seen the second one. but Yeah, I think they get progressively worse. <laughs> As they do with kids' movies. Yeah. Unless we're talking about Mighty Ducks 3. And then Boss Baby. That was... Irrelevant. Totally relevant. Uh, their newest movie being Trolls World Tour. Upcoming films, The Cruise 2, Boss Baby 2, Spirit Riding Free, and something called The Bad Guys. We're getting into too much detail here. Yeah, we Anyways, are. we can cut a lot of that out. Oh, yeah. Um, some of it's interesting, <clears throat> but some of it. Yes. So, anyways, SKG, Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and... And... George Costanza. George Costanza. David... Gethin. Gethin. And I don't know what he's known for, actually. Like, at all. Anyways. But he founded DreamWorks with those three. And yes. um, Spielberg kind of did his own thing. He just yeah. wanted his name, really. But they created Shrek because they were salty at Disney yeah. for firing Jeff. And Jeff did a great thing. I will say that. I mean, I'm not hating on Disney, but... Shrek is a masterpiece. He really did make a big name out of that. Yeah. Like Shrek is, really has he's an icon. And now, because of Shrek 3, there are so many memes that were burnt, that were birthed Burn. from that. It became from like, Shrek used to be <laughs> a cultural phenomenon. Because no one was like, a main character that's an ogre? Like, what the heck? It turned from a phenomenon into a joke. And I hate Shrek 3. You Shrek the 3rd. I'm not even going to call it by his name. Threk. Threk sucks. So, I chose Spider-Man 3, going back to that. Okay. Um, I'm not done with my rant. Oh, keep going. 100%. Then. I've got like a lot more. Um, <clears throat> point number one, Shrek the 3rd has Threk. a problem with it, or Threk, as I call it. Um, problem number one, there's too many characters. So many characters. I mean... That's the problem with Spider-Man 3. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Exactly. This is the same series. <clears throat> um, we start out with Shrek, and you've got your three main characters. You've got Shrek, Donkey, and Fiona. You've got your side characters like P Pinocchio, and the, but it doesn't matter. Um, you've got your great villain, Lord Farquaad. He's hilarious. <clears throat> and then you got your second movie, where you add in a couple more people like Puss in Boots and her parents... The king and queen of Far, Far Away. And <clears throat> you get a somewhat good villain, too. I mean, I wouldn't say it's as good as Farquaad, but you've got the fairy godmother and her weaker half son, Prince Charming, who was originally intended to marry like, Fiona, but I'm not getting into that. What a great <clears throat> concept, though, to like turn Disney on its head to make the fairy godmother and Prince Charming right. the villains of the entire they series. They became like the stepmom. Yeah, like it's... It's a well done little. It's like, anti Disney, but it's its own original story on its own. 
because Disney doesn't really own all those fairy tales. Oh, no. <clears throat> but when you get to Shrek 3, they add so many characters that you can't keep up with. Like all those princesses. You got Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and then that one that sounded like a man, <laughs> the barkeep. I don't. I, I don't know it, who. Oh, you haven't seen it. Dang it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, listener, uh, listener, it, it's just me and you now. Jesse doesn't understand anything about Shrek. So if you've seen Shrek, Threk. or Threk, you know what I'm talking about. That is it. Um, and then they, you add Arthur freaking Pendragon. Who needs Justin Timberlake in a Shrek movie? Nobody. He's irrelevant. He's a high school kid. And then you got Merlin, who's a bumbling buffoon. Mm-mm. Too many characters. They add nothing to the story. And they're not even in the next movie. Not even in the next movie. No. So. And then week point number two. <laughs> or 17. I don't know. Point number two. Um, the villain sucks in the third one. Because, okay, first movie, you've got Fairy Godmother, Prince Charming. Yeah. Fairy Godmother... Spoiler alert, she goes away at the end. I'm not saying if she dies, but she kind of dies. Low key. Um, the third movie starts out with um, Prince Charming as a washed up bum who works at a dinner theater as a lead. And he has nothing to his name. And he's like, slowly becomes the villain of the third movie. And he wasn't even the good villain of the second movie. He was the weaker half. <laughs> so you're getting lazy with your writing by not getting a third person or another well, villain. For the developing And the world was expanded. The universe was expanded in Strike 2. They didn't expand it any longer in Strike 3. Except for they built a high school. That was it. Ah, cool. And then... Education's neat. When you get to Shrek Forever After... It makes it completely irrelevant. Because, one, what, Shrek the Third is basically about Shrek and Fiona having kids. Yeah. And Shrek getting over um, his fear of being a father. But, like, in the opening scene of Shrek 4, it's a montage of babies. Mm-hmm. Of them taking care of their kids. You don't need any of that. Okay. So you could basically watch one, two, and four, and which is the watching order that I like to say. Yes. Okay. So this goes into a question that we're going to jump into later. How would you fix Threk? Shrek the Third. Threk. Well, I would knock out. Well, okay. If you're going to make it from like the worst in the series to at least adequate, like if I were to do this, I wouldn't change anything about. I'd probably give the princesses less screen time because it's just a waste. Um, They're just there to name drop the princesses' names. Um, Merlin's good, I guess, for comedic help. But isn't that Donkey's job? Yeah, that's Donkey's job. And sometimes Puss. Yeah, (laughs) you've got a busy cast. I I would definitely use Arthur Pendragon and develop his character... Um, to become, well, he is he becomes the king at the, at the end of Trek Three, or Threk, and but he's not even in the fourth movie. Oh, really? He's just 
all these characters, just expensive all these have, all these dumb characters that they added on to Threk aren't even in. Well, I guess some of the princesses are, but they're not in. They're yeah. completely irrelevant to the fourth movie. And I would say get a better villain for Shrek Three. Um, in the fourth movie, they had Rebel Stiltskin, and he was great. He was very well rounded. He knew what he was doing. He was cunning, deceiving, all in one. Um, but I don't know who would be a good in Fairy Tale Land. Who would be a good uh, ooh Muffin Man? Ooh, the Muffin Man, and have a side story with Gingy. All right, so I'm writing Shrek Five, and it's going to come up to theaters in a couple months. And probably. we will be doing a live table read here <laughs> in three weeks. Not the gumdrop buttons. So Jeremy and I are going to start our own Shrek the Fifth podcast, where we're going to table read his new script. I'm so good, bro. Coming out tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> my favorite quote, like, okay, so my. My podcast is about yes. quotes. Go into it, dude. Plug it. I'll, I'll plug it at the end, but it's called Inside like, Quotes. Ah, it's called quotes. Inside Quotes, and reason being is because me and my brother Jonathan, we talk about half of our communication is movie quotes, and we have a lot of inside jokes about the, are the movie quotes, so we kind of morph that together into Inside Quotes. Um, hey! <laughs> <laughs> you like the little, like, kazoo noise. Um, where was I going? And my favorite quote from Shrek 2 would be um, when Pinocchio. Well, you haven't seen it. Are you going to do the voice? At least you can. I'm going to do the voice. <laughs> um, they were all stuck in a well and they're trying to get out. And they're trying to get a key. There's like, there's like a yeah. door at the bottom of the well. Yeah. So they're trying to get a key to it. And the only way they can do it is if Pinocchio lies. And to, so his nose will grow yeah. so we can pick the lock. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the wolf or someone was like, I don't know, just say like you're wearing women's underwear. <laughs> and <laughs> Pinocchio is like, ah, I'm wearing, no, um, I can't do it now. Shoot. <laughs> I'm wearing ladies underwear. <laughs> that <be> <laughs> and his nose yeah. doesn't go. <laughs> <Nothing happens. laughs> Oh no! I'm wearing ladies underwear. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough. enough that. You can all cut that all part out. That's fine. Oh no, we're keeping that. That's that's the sound bite. <laughs> um, or you can put the whole thing in. Oh, we probably will. Okay. No, like the sound bite. Oh yeah, raw take. Um, uh, what am I saying? Fixing Shrek three. Fixing Shrek yes. three. Um, you cut a bunch of the characters. Get a better villain. Expand the world more. You don't need the babies. They're already born, so keep them. Yes. But right like, it's, it was a low-hanging fruit for a plot device is to have kids yeah. as, a, as a threequel. Major disappointment. How would you rate it out of 10? Uh, Shrek 3? Yeah. Out of 10? Out of 10. Uh, 2. Too. Wow. Because it's still part of the story, but it's also relevant. Yeah. But like, just to be clear here, Shrek one and two are like sevens or eights, and then Shrek four is like five or six. But there you go. So that's funny. I don't 
I just kind of... Mm, We're going to have to have a marathon and watch all the Shreks. All right, rock and roll. <laughs> so I was reminded of this funny story. My little brother, Ben, he's seven. And we just got a pool, like mm-hmm. a permanent above-ground pool. My parents are building a deck around it. And so, you know, I'm trying to have a conversation with my seven-year-old brother on the phone. It's hard to do. Yeah. So I'm like, Ben, how's the do- how's the deck coming? Like, what percentage do you think you guys are done? This is a question I know he can't, like, really <laughs> answer. That's why I asked it. It's like, well, about what percentage do you think you are done? He goes, I don't know. Ten out of three? <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't hold it in. Ten out of three. <laughs> Ten out of three. I'm like, dude, that's great news. <laughs> That's like 3,000%? 300. 300%, yeah. But yeah. Um, Boy, so now you you got into your big passion project rant. Shrek is not my passion project. It's all films that I grew up with and all movies. Not to brag, I know a lot more. I'm bragging because I don't want people thinking that I'm just a Shrek fan. I know, you're not. Your repertoire (laughs) is much deeper. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to get into mine. I love Spider-Man 3. I do too. So much. Um, Why do I love this not-so-good movie? Um, I love it because it's corny. Like, it's it's campy. Yeah. The first one is really campy. The second one... Well, the whole series kind of is. Yeah, the second one was by far the most serious of the three. Yeah. And then three just kind of went off the rails. Um, It's... It's just fun, even when it's like trying to be serious. It's just fun to watch. Like I, I can't take anything they say seriously, which makes it enjoyable. <laughs> and it's just very sincere. Like yeah, it owns up to how corny it is. It could, it could do without the dancing scene. I will say that. See, but also in the first movie, they have the uh, raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I agree. It probably didn't need that scene, but. That movie pulls it off because it owns it. Like, if they tried to play it off like it was trying to be cool, it would not have worked. They didn't really pull it off, though, because they would have a fourth movie. There were more problems. (laughs) There are a lot more problems. You probably know more about that than I do. The dancing is not all there. So, (laughs) what makes this movie so bad? Um, The jazz club scene. If you haven't seen this movie, I'm going to give you a, a brief rundown. Uh, Spider-Man is a little bit older now. He wants to marry his his girl, Mary Jane. Uh, his best friend, Harry, thinks that Spider-Man killed his father. He finds out that his best friend, Peter Parker, is Spider-Man. And so he's trying to kill his best friend. Um, yes. Then there's this villain named Sandman, who turns into sand because he fell in a sandbox, and then science stuff happened to it. Played by Thomas Hayden Church, who is not a good actor. Not a good actor. There, there are... There are lots of not good actors in this movie. Um, then you have this other thing called Venom, the symbiote that falls from the sky and just happens to attach to Peter Parker's license plate as he's driving away from kissing Mary Jane on a spider web at night. Who attaches to Eric Foreman. Yes, which attaches <laughs> to Eric. So uh, the symbiote gets on Spider-Man, makes him cranky. He does some really weird dancing stuff in all black down the street. Um, Harry tries to kill him. Throw he, some dirt in his eye. Yeah, put some, we'll put some dirt in your eye. Um, <laughs> he gets rid of the venom thing. It makes him not cranky anymore. You trash, Brock. Uh, <laughs> the guy, uh, Peter Parker also has this uh, kind of rival at work. His name's Eddie Brock. 
he's taking pictures of Spider-Man and selling them to the newspaper. So Peter Parker's not making as much money and he wants to kill Peter Parker. He goes to a church and says, dear Jesus, I want you to kill Peter <laughs> Parker, which is a totally wild thing to say. I was nine years old when I saw that and I was totally baffled by that. I was like, that is not how church works. Competition. So then the, the Venom symbiote falls down on Eddie Brock, and Eddie Brock tries to kill Spider-Man, and Sandman tries to kill Spider-Man, and Harry, you think, is going to try to kill Spider-Man. Uh, Sandman killed Uncle Ben, which made Spider-Man turn Which blows your mind. Spider- yeah, just a lot of things. Which I did like that part of the movie. So here's the thing, is I said a brief synopsis, but that is part of what makes this movie a problem. Is that there's no, there's nothing brief about it. There is way too much stuff going on the entire time. Yes. There are three villains, and most movies can't even support two. Right. Like this movie did not need seventeen things happening at once. Too many characters. Too many characters. Um, also, going back to what you said, there's not very many good actors in this movie. Mm-mm. Maybe some, they maybe had some better performances later in their career. The guy who did Sandman did not. Um, actually, not that I've seen, but he recently showed up again in a film that I really love called Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, I wanted to see that. Wow. It is a movie. Let's yep. save that for later because I got some good movies okay. for the end of the movie. Okay. That show. But there's just some bad acting. Like Tobey Maguire has some really great deliveries in this movie. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Um, your trash Brock. At one point he looks at Eddie Brock and says, you want to cry? <laughs> I mean, just anything Eddie Brock says is absolutely terrible. Dave Fra- uh, James Franco is pretty rigid in this movie. Yeah, his, his whole it's, haircut. The yeah. acting is not good, which no. is a problem. So you've got bad writing. And he's a pretty good actor, too. He is. Like they, I mean, even Tobey Maguire went on to have some good things happen later on yeah but like you had some not so good writing and some not so good acting which is and mary jane was very emotionless oh my goodness let's not get a lot of people hate her she was not great um another yeah so that's pretty much the bigger part of the problems um how would i die like how would i how could you fix this movie recast it (laughs) That was actually that's on my list, and I want to I want to talk. Are we going to dreamcast this? We're going to dreamcast at least a couple of characters. I don't think Spider Man can take another remake. Hold up, we're not going to remake it. We're just going to recast it. Just go back in time. Spider Verse. You can have all the ones you want. No, true. Um, That's that might be my favorite Spider Man movie. Tangent for another time. Okay, but so I think the the biggest problem is that you have to. You have to just pick a story. That is not something this movie did well. Yeah, this movie has way too many villains in it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think all of them were... I don't think... I think you got to cut out one of them. Yes. Because Harry ends up being all right in the end. Mm -hmm. So you're not really dealing with three. You're dealing with like two and a half villains. I would honestly suggest that you cut out Sandman. He's visually... Like he's written better as a just as a character, mm-hmm. his motivations are better than Venom. But I think the overall story arc that he has was resolved in the first Spider-Man. 
But like, because he, making him come around and revealing that he's the guy who actually killed Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. completely unnecessary. I loved it though. I don't think it was a bad twist, but like if you want to fix this movie, you gotta cut it out because it doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of Uncle Ben dying was to push Spider-Man to well Peter Parker to become Spider-Man to you know with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, and without Ben Parker dying, that may not have happened. So it doesn't matter who killed him. His death is what pushed it on. So I don't think that needs okay. to be there. I think you can cut Sandman out. Um, I think Venom is all right because it works well to show like the conflict that Peter Parker has with himself, like being cranky is the word I'm going to use. <laughs> and then he makes like a good foil to Spider-Man because he's he looks like the same character and they act very similarly. Yeah. So I think it works. I thought they were planning on having a Venom um, villain for the fourth movie for back when they thought. I don't, I don't know much about it. That's a fun fact about this. Here's my take. I would like to keep Sandman because his story arc I really enjoyed. And then He's a sort of villain. you can keep Eddie Brock Without Venom. But don't develop him too hard. Leave him there they developed him in the beginning, and they could have left him as a cliffhanger. Yeah. That would have been great. And they probably would have made the fourth movie at that point, just because of that cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, but am I correct in saying that at the end of this movie, all three of the villains change their ways? Um, they don't just die like most villains do. Two of them did. Sandman, so, right? Um, Sandman leaves. He, like dissolves into the wind and like floats off but harry dies when venom jumps at him with the glider and he jumps in front of spider-man which is a very sad scene which is it's a nice come around from spider-man one it's a good good reversal of the theme yeah that that's that part was actually pretty good writing but and then venom got blown up because he threw the grenade in there and eddie brock jumped into it because he didn't want the venom to burned up and he died right. so really two of the three villains but one most... and a half of the three villains died <laughs> uh, wow <laughs> but did okay so when the sandman drifted away i thought he had he decided to stop doing what he was going to do yeah because... i think that's kind of implied okay and then because he was only stealing the money just to if it, eddie sacrificed himself yeah for it it wasn't like Harry. a gold yeah yeah yes yeah harry sacrificed himself Mm-hmm. And then Sandman was really just stealing money and stuff so that his daughter to pay for his could daughter. The hospital bills. bills. Yeah. So I think that's implied that he turned out all right. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, Sam Raimi didn't even want Venom in this movie. He was pushed into it and forced into it by the producers. Sony. He didn't even want Venom in there. So he was already shoehorned in, which you can kind of... Mm-hmm. It shows that they were really just trying to push that in yeah. the movie. Um. So I think you cut Sandman out. You cut one of them out. I don't really care. Like I think Sandman does have a better story, but on that case, you don't necessarily have the same satisfying ending. If the bad guy is like, "Oh, I'm good now," yeah, uh, like it seems like all three of them, yeah, you have it, to have ambiguously changes their ways a little bit. Yeah, I th- I think you need to if you cut out one of the villains, you can develop Harry's story a lot more because mm. that's been cooking from like the first movie. For sure, yeah. Like that is a good storyline that crossed all three movies that needed 
I love how they were like best friends throughout the whole movie, whole first movie, and then like half of the third one, the second movie, it was sort of like ambiguous and like you couldn't really tell if he was onto him or not. He get he gets onto him in the second movie. Yeah, it's like the beginning, he's still so it's not like sure. a he's slow like, transition. Yeah, like it's a great, it's a really good story to tell, and so like if they could have had more time to really develop that, that's also. The only reason I think Mary Jane even needs to be in the movie is because Harry uses her to manipulate Peter. Yes. Otherwise, I think her character does nothing in this movie but scream, <laughs> which is a Sam Raimi classic. Um, so another thing I had on here, how to fix it. You know, you pick a storyline. That's one. Number two, recast this movie. 100%. But the problem was, I'm like, you got to recast Eddie Brock. He's terrible. No offense, Topher Grace was not made for that part. No. But I don't really know who I would put in. Killian Murphy. Are you serious? Because I wrote that down. No. Sure. Yes, it is. No. Look at my paper. Look at that. <laughs> Killian Murphy. I'm Wait, so- Shia LaBeouf? I did think that. <laughs> he wouldn't have been terrible. Killian Murphy Dude. is one of the greatest actors of this generation. Absolutely. See, I wasn't sure what you think about it, and I also wasn't sure what he looked like in 2007. I pulled yeah. up the picture. He totally could have pulled He could have. He's skinny. Skinny oh, yeah. and young. I mean, he was in the Batman trilogy. So, yeah. he would. That would have been great. I think he would have been spec- – I'm so glad I didn't have to sell you on that. <laughs> that was your first that, – that takes this whole segment out. Oh, well, there's no discussion. No discussion. That's, a, that's final. So what do you think – Okay, if you had to recast Sandman, what do you think? Honestly, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would either. I think he's yeah. got the right features for a character like that. He's not the best actor at all. But he looks the part. But he does. Yeah, he, he definitely looks the part. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'd... I would probably recast uh, Tobey Maguire with Andrew Garfield, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'd be great. Those no, movies man. would be spec. Those spec. Those movies would be amazing. Those Good would one. be the amazing Spider-Man. Good one. Thanks. Those movies get a bad rap too, and I would defend them if we had time. I haven't seen them. So yeah, I, I'm tired of defending movies that you haven't seen. Well, I've seen them before, but it's been a while, so yeah. I'm, I'm not fresh on. I watched them recently before. Uh, I watched all the Spider-Man movies before Endgame came out. Yeah. And I was thoroughly pleased. You kind of listen to all the backlash it gets on the internet yeah, and like, stuff, and like, you shouldn't, because it's a good movie, no matter what. That is exactly the point of loving a bad movie, is that it doesn't matter what everyone else says, it's it's something you enjoy. I'm kind of that way with, frankly, the prequel and the sequel, Star Wars. I have that on my list, too. People give them so much flack. They're like, these are terrible movies, and I'm like, I love them to death. I think they're so good. I'm going to defend the prequels and not as much the sequels. I still – I enjoyed them all. But, yeah. I think I would agree. I'd, I'd probably pick the prequels for the sequels. But, yeah. Um, the last thing on my list before we really go off topic, teach Tobey Maguire how to be a dark character. Yes. Because he, he always looks so happy. Well. Now, he did – I've seen clips from this movie called Brothers. It came out two years later. Yeah, with – um. Uh, Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. he actually plays a dark... He was also another Spider-Man person. Spider-Man villain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ended up being Mysterio later. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think Spider-Man 3 has a lot of problems. That is clear. But I love it to death. And I will watch it with anybody who asks me to. Just not Sarah. I will watch it if Sarah asks me to, 100%. <laughs> Sarah she won't will watch ask it you. if I ask. <laughs> um, now let's, let's change gears a little bit. Um, really good movies that I've seen lately. Um, late to the party here. But I watched, I watched two of the uh, Oscar nominations for Best Picture for last year. Okay. Nineteen Seventeen. Oh my goodness! That That's my favorite movie from last was year. So good. It's so beautiful. The story is great. I could. Not I cried. It. I cried in that movie. It was spectacular. I think it might be one of the best movies ever made. Hundred percent. I'm there. It made my list. I've got a very tight list of 10 movies. That that one would definitely be on mine. Um, and then the next night, we watched Parasite. Have you watched that? I have not yet. I'm not a fan of the um, color grading. You know, they're actually... But I'll get it. I'll, they're going to re-release it in black and white. And put in that's theaters. what I heard. That's what I heard. And I'm, I'm going to say, so after watching 1917, I thought, how did anything beat this for Best Picture? And I was really curious how anything could have beaten it. Yeah. I'm not... I was... Okay, did you see Joker? I did see Joker. That was... It was good. I 1917 is better. I'll, I'll um, give you that, yes. Upon first viewing, I'm not sure about Parasite being better than 1917, but Parasite is so good. Yeah. Like, if you like the movie, like, Get Out, mm-hmm. that is... It's not necessarily a horror movie, it's got some of those tropes a little bit. Yeah. It's very suspenseful. The storytelling is really good. Kind of the Ooh. Kind of blurs the lines of the genre. Yeah, it's it's in Korean and you got to watch the whole thing in subtitles. But the story was so immersive like I didn't it I didn't have any problems with it. It's on yeah. Hulu right now. I would watch it as soon as possible. One of my favorite directors is Henry Cho and he's like the most famous Chinese movie film director of all. Oh, cool. is he Korean? No, he's Chinese. Oh. Uh, but it's a foreign film, and yeah. most of his films, you, they're, they're not in English at all, so you have to read subtitles. And I was just going to say, oh, that reminds me, Shaolin Soccer, he directed oh, that movie. I've heard about that one. Um, I watched this movie not too long ago called Kung Fu Hustle. He also directed that. Have you seen that? Yes. Totally bonkers. It's insane. All, most of his movies are insane. Dude, that is a bad movie that I love. He's like a Chinese Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, of course, there's probably some differences culturally in how they make movies in China. Yeah. But that movie was totally bananas in all the right ways. That that okay, that one in Shell and Soccer should be on my list that I need to defend, but it doesn't need to be defended. Yeah. Because people love it. I don't think I could convince anyone to watch Kung Fu Hustle with me. I had to watch it by myself. It's pretty rough. <laughs> I couldn't get anyone to watch it, but it was. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a real romp in the riot. Yeah. Bad movies. There's something about them, man. Love them. Are we getting into good movies that just yeah, came out this year? Worry, okay. Just, um, yeah. So, speaking of Shia LaBeouf, we weren't speaking about it, but I'm always thinking of him. Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> speaking of Shia LaBeouf, um, he recently, this past year, uh, made a resurgence in, he make that movie? in the film. He no, the no, he no. He has another film coming out called Honey Boy. It's sort of like a biopic of his life. Oh, wow. I would totally watch that. 
it's going to be pretty interesting. I, I'll say that. Um, so he plays his own father. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. kind of neat. It's, it's going to be a pretty dark movie. Do you want to go see that in theaters together? Yes, I will be there with you. <clears throat> if they okay. open up. <laughs> I'm going to say, that's another... People are talking like movie theaters aren't going to open back up again. Like they're not going to survive COVID. I don't see that. No. Like, I I don't think the movie industry as a whole is ready to transition. Like how... That's where they make their money is at the box yeah. office. And movies are going to have to run on a lot but, smaller hey, budget to make that a feasible option. I don't see it. Drive-ins are still open. Drive-ins are still open. So they... I'm, that's the only thing that has succeeded in this economy. Ooh, there's some really... There's a good one. There's one in Franklin. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes, but there's another one that's about an hour away that's really good, too. Okay. That'd be a cool thing to do. So... Summer. It's a good time. Yeah, it is. So, this movie called Peanut Butter Falcon just came out, and it took them about two years to film. Really? Because they originally casted someone else oh, instead of wow. Shia LaBeouf. And they started in, like, 2017. And it is about... Um, Shia LaBeouf is, he's running away, he used to be a crab fisher. Or, yeah. Something like that. He's a, he's a crab fisher. class dude that For, does fishing and salt. I think it's in either North Carolina or Virginia Beach or somewhere somewhere around that area. Uh, East Coast South. East Coast South. Um, not a very rich, opulent, affluent part of the world. Part of the world at all. Appealing. Um, some would say trailer trash. Um. And he works for a very sketchy company and that there's only so many fishing licenses that are out and he keeps like illegally, I'm getting too much into it. He illegally crab fishes in the wrong spots. He's poaching and he gets fired and for the wrong reasons because he was told by his own boss. Anyways, whatever. Whatever. Um, He's fired. And he gets salty about it, and he lights their crab nets on fire. Oh, wow. And the gang, it's like a gang move. Like, they send him after him to kill him. So yeah. he's on the run. Um, and meanwhile, there's this other, um, there's other man, boy. Character. There's another character um, who has Down syndrome. And he is constantly trying, He's he lives in a nursing home with a bunch of old people because mm-hmm. the town can't afford to put him up yeah there's not enough resources to he escape think he home? yes he yes. he tries to escape from the nursing home many times and he does and he runs away with no clothes on him just his underwear he's just running away and he gets away overnight and somehow he and shia labeouf meet together and they become like best friends and he befriends them and they go on this journey together and his dream um His dream is to become a, a professional, wrestler. professional wrestler. I know a little bit about the okay. story. I'm trying to help you out. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I haven't seen it, but I, I get right. a small brief. So it's sort of on the way, and Shia LaBeouf sort of promises to um, get, him where, he wants to get go. him where he wants to go, mainly because he's good friends with him, and but also his caretaker is looking for him, and he met, him, met her, and he yeah. like falls in love with her, basically. Mm. Um, but... It, the whole movie's about it's it's so heartwarming and it's so much I, you can't not be happy and watch it because it, it goes over some topics that are very necessary to go over 
Um, one being like how we should treat people with special needs. And the way Shia LaBeouf's character goes about it is just treat them like a normal person. Yeah. Let them let them believe what they need to believe and then they'll accomplish their goals. Yeah. Just like us. Um and basically just don't baby yeah. people like that. But whatever. It's such a heartwarming film and I love it. It's it also made my list. And Thomas Hayden Church, who also plays Sandman, is in I it. Think, yeah. And he, he played yeah, yeah. I should probably compile a list of like movies like that. <laughs> I haven't done that. Yeah. I think off the top of my head I could list a few off. I would like to defend an additional movie. Alright, let's go for it. You might not like this. Oh, that's right. You mentioned this in the car before we started I did. Um, so I really love the Indiana Jones films. Oh, I know where this is going. And speaking of Shia LaBeouf, I love <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, honestly, I, I'm going to say that that is a terrible movie. And I'm always it going is. to say that. But it is absolutely like the quintessential... This is a terrible movie, but... But we're still going to do it. If you tell me that you love that movie, I can see why you love it. Yes. Like, it is like the perfect bad movie that you can love. I still think it's a terrible movie, <laughs> and I don't want to watch it, but I get it. Go ahead. And I'm going to rank this, and it's not last place, okay? Out of... Out of okay. Just, is this an arbitrary ranking? No, out of the Indiana Jones films. Oh boy. And I, this is the part that's going to trigger you. <sighs> number one, Last Crusade. It has to be the Last Crusade. Last Crusade, number it's one. The best one. Second place. I almost said Phantom Menace because I was thinking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is in second place for me. Oh yeah. Third place, I'm putting in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm not going to argue with you about that. Because if Temple of say, Doom is not that good. Oh, Temple of Doom is hot trash. You agree with me? Yes, I agree with I you. I think honestly. we watched this together, but yeah. we used to live together. Yeah, no. If you were to say that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is better than Raiders of the Lost there Ark, are some people, I would argue with you about that. Okay. Yeah. There are some people that think Temple of Doom is the best movie. No. There are. And no. it's not. It's like saying the la- like the last no Return of the Jedi is better than Empire. It's just not. Yeah, it's, it's not. just not. It's not. It's a bad movie. Yeah, but if it wasn't for that one, we may not have gotten the Last Crusade, and that was an absolute gem. True. So I'm not going to throw too much shade at it. True, true, true. And that one was actually really good. It, it really like it's was. a huge jump between like the first two and that one. Right. Like yeah. it's wow. If you've not seen that movie. We watched that when we lived together. We watched all three of them, like, real close together. Yeah. And the fir- so the first, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it starts with a lot of ambiguous shots. Mm-hmm. You know, you still got some of the credits. You know, like, you see, like, Indiana Jones' like silhouette. Yeah. The first time Harrison Ford's face hits the screen, Sarah did a double take. Oh, yes! <laughs> I remember this! She was like, whoa! Who is that? Like, she knew who it was. She knew it was Harrison Ford. Yeah. But, ooh. She, yeah, I give her a hard time for that, but. Can I say it? Go for it. <laughs> I walk in, to, I walk to the kitchen to get a drink, and I'm walking back to sit on the couch to uh, watch the movie, and Sarah looks over to Jesse, and she's like, Harrison Ford is a baddie. 
<laughs> and I dropped my drink because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Sorry. Thought, what's even better about that story is not just that she said it. She had a different definition in mind for the word bad. She <laughs> yes. thought it just meant like a rebel kind of person, not like he is hot stuff. He is a very handsome man. But when we explained it to her, she still agreed. She was like, oh, yeah, that still fits. <laughs> yeah. Um, not only the reasons I love Okay, so people hate on Kingdom of the Crystal Stool because... Aliens. Aliens, one. Two, bad CGI. Horrible CGI. I, I will say that... I'm okay with bad CGI. Aliens is a terrible answer. Yeah, it is. You, you take a movie that's based on hard archaeology and, like, pretty... Not hard yeah. archaeology, but, like, it's a pretty reasonable story. Yes. And then you're just like, what if aliens... <laughs> Have you actually ever heard of How It Should Have Ended on YouTube? Yes. So they did one for this movie. Okay, a yeah. A long time ago. And they, wow, that's a blast. I haven't watched I'll, one of theirs in a long time. So in that one, like they cut to like a press... Like a, a, uh, what's that called? Uh, Cutscene? No. Darn darn it. Like when you have someone, and then like a whole room full of reporters. It's a press, oh, press conference. Press conference! And it's got, like, Steven Spielberg or whoever standing. He's like, I'm sorry I made this movie. And then it has George Lucas in the back eating, like, a cereal bowl full of dollars. And he leans in and says, I'm not sorry I made this movie. And it's just, yeah. No. That, mm. And that's even before he sold it to Disney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bad CGI in the movie. It's horrible. I mean... From then, I haven't seen it in a while. I bet it, it's bad. It's, it's pretty buns. Um, I mean, it came in 07, 2007, I think. Did it? Or 06, maybe. Please tell me it didn't. That would have come out the same year as Spider Man 3. Yes. Wow. 07 was not a good year for movies. Oh, I think you're right, because I looked up pictures. Oh, oh to, it might be 2008. When I was trying to recast Eddie Brock, I looked up. Shia LaBeouf, 2007, I think. Yes. It, no, Transformers no. came out Transformers, Transformers, Surf's Up, Disturbia, all in one, all in one year. Oh, that's Shia right. LaBeouf. Yep, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out in 2008. 2008, that's The year great. of our birth. No. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I lost my... Bad CGI. Bad CGI. I actually got a 65 on Metacritic. I did not know that. That's not terrible. The fans hated it. That, that's the problem. Yeah. How did the well, that's how did why the critics like it and the fans hate it? Well, the critics loved The Last Jedi, and most of the fans hated that movie. I will stand up for that movie. It's a good movie. I'm not even going to get past I'm it. Like, I don't even... Uh, okay. <laughs> I have no opinion on it anymore. Kind of just like... Eh. It's a long one. It feels forever long. It's a, it's a good I'll movie. I'll give it that. But... Um, but, so, I mean, it's, they're just developing it. Yeah. I mean, it's, Lord of the Rings came out in, like, 01. Yeah. And, then, was, and they had good CGI. And that, it aged poorly a little bit, but it's good enough. It's passable. It's shot so differently now. It yeah. definitely looks old. It definitely It does. looks all of almost 20 years old. But if you're going to sit there and tell me that the, the special effects on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull were campy or crappy... I'm just going to point you towards Temple of Doom Ooh, yeah. when the plane crashes. Oh, I was thinking of the whole heart scene. All of it. 
Well, I mean, okay. That one's not terrible. The, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the face melting is iconic. I will say that. You it's can't get rid blood, of that. It's not. It's, it's iconic. iconic. Yes. But there's a scene at the beginning where the plane crashes of, in Temple of Doom. Oh, where it crashes. Of a mountain and, it's like this... and it's like a 2D explosion and it's super delayed and it's really awkward to watch. Yeah. And th- I feel like they could fix that. <laughs> Just leave the plane plane crash. You're just going to do that. Just let it smash. Yeah. Just take the model plane and smash it into something and you're good to smash yeah. it. I'll, I'll take Shia LaBeouf swinging on CGI vines with monkeys any day Shia over LaBeouf. that. I, I mean, wish he would make a comeback. I want more shots. He has. He's, he will be. I know. Peanut I, Butter Falcon is saying. a bop. And I'm really excited for Honey Boy. Um, but yeah, he's he's getting back on track. I for want sure. more Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is a treasure and a gem. And we stand. We stand. He made... He, okay, so me and Jonathan have a list of our, like our favorite actors. And he's oh, definitely on that. I know he's that. on it. I watched... I listened to your Surf's Up episode. John Heater. Surf... Uh, Josh Hutcherson, Brendan Fraser. Oh, Josh Hutcherson. Dude, what happened to him? I was he, thinking about Right that now, movie. he's on a TV show on Hulu called uh, Future Man. That's right. And he Seth Rogen did it. That's right. I it's kind of inappropriate, I will say that. I was but just nevertheless, that entertaining. It seemed like he was in every other movie when we were kids. Yeah. And then he was in, like, Hunger Games, which was like, oh, he's growing up. And yeah. then, like, nothing happened with him nothing. for, like, basically since then. A lot of child actors like to take a break too, like Beans. Oh man, you remember uh, Will Smith? Not, not um, the Will Smith. Obviously. Will Smith from FC. Will Smith from FC. Yes. Um, he's How's a great. He's a great guy. Um, he told Weird me dude. one time he went to high school. He he grew up in Cal in LA, um, and he went to high school and he went to a bunch of parties, and he found. He told me once that he met Beans. You met Beans? Like, Beans was partying hard. Oh, I believe that. And he made some mistakes. But I figure that that's like the best party story is you show up to the house and Beans is there just chilling, straight chilling. you guys chilling. don't know who Beans is... Oh, why do I have to explain everything? Here's the thing is... <laughs> I think generally the audience for my podcast is people about my age yeah, and like my grandma and like my 13 year old. Hi, Jesse's grandma. And my 13 year old sister, Megan. She was listening. Apparently she listens to it. And I have a feeling that Megan does not know who Beans is. What's up, Megan? All right, Megan, I need you to log into Disney Plus right now. With your parents' permission. If you don't have it, just, just take the credit card. It's fine. No big deal. You won't get in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> just straight up. Log into Disney Plus and binge all of Even Stevens because that is the, one of the greatest oh, yeah. kids' television shows of all time. I watched it growing up and my mom enjoyed it. Like she oh. she would actually like watch it with us on like there was a point when it was on Disney XD when Disney XD first came out. Yes. Yeah. And like it was on at like seven in the morning. So like we would watch it before school. Oh, that's such a great what when, a when mom, you can when dude. you can fit a TV show in before school, it just time. makes your day so much better. What a time to be alive. Wow. Yeah, and then I, after school on Nickelodeon, you'd have your game shows. Look up Even Stevens Beans. Beans. And I promise you, Megan, you won't be disappointed. Funniest character ever. But Man. I think, yeah, we're at like an hour 15. We did wow. move around for about eight minutes before. I did, yeah. So it's it's pretty reasonable for what I figured oh, yeah. we would go. Um, so yeah, Jeremy, you've got your show. Yes, it's called Inside Quotes. 
Um, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we don't have that many followers yet. I followed you, and I left a big comment on your... <laughs> did you see that comment? Yes, I did, and I liked it. I don't remember what I said. It was something about Surf Summer. Now I'm going to look it up on the... Yes. There's a quicker way to do this. Let me do this. That might be... It was on uh, Sky High, I think. But yeah. Zoom has the entire soundtrack and original <laughs> covers based on Smash Mouth. That's right. I forgot yeah. that. Yeah, you guys mentioned that movie in passing. I was like, oh, yeah, every song in there is by <laughs> Smash Mouth. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we, me and my brother, we cover all the movies that we watch. We're trying to – we're on a quest to find the best kids movie of our childhood. Yes. Um, we, we don't do just kids movies as long as we watched it when we were growing up. I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't seen that. We've only seen the first one. I know that's just Matt's. That's like yeah. his. Since he's not here to record, that's like his go-to meal. To be like, I've saved continental drift. He said that in our brother bear podcast. But yeah, you guys are on Instagram. Instagram at inside quotes cast. Um, go ahead and give us a follow there. That'd be great. Honestly, listen to their show. It's hilarious. We post usually every Wednesday. Um. Uh, we just released uh, our episode Space Jam. Another movie. Like, you guys have covered a lot. What's nice is that you're not, you're like <laughs> a year older than me. Yeah. So a lot of, like, I've seen all but one of the movies you guys have covered. I'm also the youngest of four. Yeah. So, so I've gotten a lot of movies that my older brothers. Yeah, you've seen many that I haven't seen. <laughs> there's a pretty healthy overlap. Yes. Um, but I mean, you and Matt were both on our brother bear episode. Yes. give that. So a if you're a fan of Jesse's podcast, go ahead and listen to that one first. Let me just say, I could not keep it together listening to that. It, we <laughs> had so much fun and laughed so much. We probably recorded for almost two hours. It was two and a half hours actually. Oh and that was a, that was a we, beast to I edit. I remember listening <laughs> to it and I was like, there's so much that we talked about that did not make a fun cut. But yeah. anyways, um. Thanks for tuning back in. I know it's been a while, but we're going to be a little more regular here with our schedule. Um, you know, if you enjoyed this podcast, I make this joke every time. It's not funny, but I do it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, I'm share a huge it with fan. someone you love. If you hated it, share it with someone you hate. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of bad jokes. You know that. I, I will say that every episode, and I do not care. Um, but in the meantime, I've been Jesse. I've been Jeremy. Arrivederci. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, boys.